0: I feel like I struck a nerve last week when I teached on uh, breaking the spirit of Jezebel and her children. And so I'm going to stay on that again today. And uh, listen, the enemy would do anything he could in his power to try to distract you. So you will not hear this word, because if you don't hear it, you can't apply it. And so the Holy Ghost is going to free some people up in here today. And not only, phys- not only spiritually, but I believe also physically. And I want to say... Man, there are chronic illnesses. I'm just going to go ahead and just say it now because I don't want you to miss this. One of the things that the spirit of Jezebel and why it needs to be broken off your life does is it'll cause you to have a chronic illness. In other words, uh, <clears throat> I was prone to sinus infections. Uh, and I, I've had endoscopy done a couple of times. I'm a very healthy person, but I felt like the Lord said to me, the reason you're struggling with sinus infections, this is a while back now, is because your spiritual discernment is off. Is that too deep for you? So I want to help you today. I feel, like, I feel like it's right there, yours for the asking. You've got to receive this by faith. Now, I'm not going to give you a bunch of funny stories and all that stuff, man. I want to, I'm going in here. Are you ready? So get your Bible and turn to the book of Revelation this morning. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. And let's go ahead and stand in honor of reading God's Word this morning. Whew, I feel like I'm loaded for bear here today. Can you say praise God? Amen. By the way, this isn't the church that you come and you, and you, 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 you check the God box for 30 minutes and you're, not, you're there, but you're not there. And you did a religious duty. This is the church where the Holy Spirit is welcome here. We want God to show up and to minister to his people so that when you leave here, you leave here differently than what you came in. Can you say Amen. amen. Revelation chapter 2. Put it up on the screen if you got it back there. And then put your thumb in 1 Kings 19. If you don't have a Bible, it's okay. We've got a big Bible on the screens we're going to put up for you in just a moment. I want to say that there is a spirit that is trying to kill you as a person. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so... But thank God that He said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Revelation 2, and I'm going to begin at 17. Verse 17. He who has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. I don't have time to read that whole chapter. You do that on your own. Now look at verse 18. The angel of the church of Thyatira, write These things says, who's saying this? Listen, this is the Son of God. These are the words of Jesus to your life, to my life. I wish I had time. That's why you need to come on Wednesday so we can go a little deeper into things. We break it down chapter and verse. I want a good old-fashioned Bible study. You know how many times I've had people say that, and then they don't show up? (laughs) It's like, well, you missed it. You know, Wednesday night we go chapter and verse. Understand this. Listen, when you see those words in red, it's all important, but they're extremely important for you to live your life by. Those are the words of Christ Jesus. They're infallible. They're holy. It's what permeates the darkness and brings us into truth. He said, you should know the truth and the truth shall what? that true? It might make you mad first, but that's okay. You got to get healed up. Amen. You got to get well. He asked the man in John 5, he said, do you want to get well? That's the question. Do you really want Some of us are more busy magnifying our pain and our problem and our sickness than we are the God who is able to heal, set free, and deliver. If you believe that, say amen this morning. And so he's writing this letter. These are the seven churches. It's a prophetic text. It's talking about the seven characteristics of the end-time churches. These are actual churches, but he's also saying it's a picture of the church today. Can you say amen? Amen. I just don't I don't have time to, to, you know, exegete that more. But that's why you need to not only go through the word, let the word go through you. And so this is what he's saying. He said these things who has eyes like a flame of fire. Who's that Jesus and his feet are like fine brass. He said to the church. Now, listen, I know your works in love, service and faith, your patience as for your works. That last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Boy, how many know it's not good when God has something against us? Amen. You ever have something to held something against somebody? Sure we have. We all have. Somebody's got something against us. But God is saying this. So this is very important. So listen close now. Just lean in. It'll help you. Because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Listen to this. And I gave her time to repent for her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. And then I really want you to focus on this. Look at verse 23. I will kill her and her children with death and with all the churches that they shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts. Everybody say minds minds and hearts. Verse 26, he who overcomes, overcomes what? What the spirit just described. He who overcomes and keeps my works until the end to him, I will give power over the nations. We just sang this a few minutes ago. He will rule them with a rod of iron and they shall be dashed to pieces like potter's vessels. What's beautiful here, he's saying, church, listen, for those who are broken and humble They've allowed some of the things of life to take place in their life. Situations in their marriage, it might seem impossible with their kids. If you remain broken and humble, God will use you unlike ever before. And if you receive that, go ahead and lift your hands. I want to I pray right at the outset here because let, let me just tell you something. I take this extremely serious what I do. And I've been battling all week long in every f- platform you can imagine. Every one of them, from parents to grandbabies. Sickness is of the devil, by the way. Don't let anybody ever tell you that God wants to inflict sickness on his children. A loving father would never inflict pain on his kids. That's a, demon, that's a doctrine of devils. So hear my heart today. I'm, I, this pastor, I'm trying to help you here today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I submit my tongue, my life, everything, we lay it down on the altar, Lord. And God, by the authority that you've given us in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind every demonic force that would try to come against this message this morning. I thank you that you started something last week, Lord. And we saw like embers turn to flame and fire, Lord God. And God, I pray, Lord God, that the fires of heaven and the Holy Spirit will be stoked white hot in our lives. That we would leave here with the chains of sin and bondage being broken and destroyed in Jesus name. We unmask this spirit of Jezebel today and we break the power of the kingdom of darkness by the authority you've given us in Jesus name. All God's people said. Amen. Amen. If you believe that, clap those hands one more time and give God a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Good to see Carrie and Angelica here today. Osborns. God bless you guys. Welcome them all the way from Ocala, Florida. Amen. Praise God. Who is Jezebel? First Kings 19. I'm going to get into it in just a second. But if you weren't with us last week, Jezebel was a woman who was... uh, a very evil person. She married King Ahab, who was a powerful king. And uh, she had uh, a lot of things going on in her life. And she was a a vicious, uh, how can I say, seductress, adulterous woman. And she had a power. Can I just say this to somebody here today? The spirit of Jezebel comes on a person, and it's it's genderless, okay? It's a spirit we're referring to. It's It's not only in a woman. How many know it's in a man? And it, and, it, and it deals with manipulation, okay? And it's manipul- the difference between manipulation and motivation is this. It's very simple. Uh, manipulation is that someone's trying to do something to another person to gain something off them, to take something off them. Yes. Difference between uh, having sex and making love. Yes. Is this too heavy for you? No. Okay. If you want the G-rated version, you can go to another church. <laughs> You know, if I make love, I'm doing it because I want to, I want to give. The very fact of the way God made a man's body. Think about we're to be givers and not takers. Amen. Having sex is what can I get off of someone. That's what Jezebel, that's where that originates. And so, you know, 18, so she's mentioned in 1 Kings 19. She tried to kill the man of God, the prophet. And I'm going to show you some attributes today of how the spirit of Jezebel works. And let me just go ahead and say this, just to, just so we don't, Overpersonalize this. The spirit of Jezebel has affected everyone in this room at one time or another. And without the spirit of Jezebel, like there has to be a spirit of Ahab because Ahab, Jezebel was a controller. She was a manipulator. She was a highly controlled freak, if you know what I mean. And Ahab was the controlled person. Does it make sense? So to, to be able to control, you've got to have someone who's willing to be controlled. Okay, so we're dealing with a spirit here today. And and, and so Ahab is this king, and uh, there's a showdown, and that's 1 Kings 18. Don't turn there now, but I'm sure you know the story. There's a big showdown with uh, Elijah the prophet, the man of God. Malachi says in the last days God will send, Malachi 4 and 5 says, he'll send the spirit of Elijah, that's where we ended up last week, uh, to the church. It's really what it's speaking of is the Holy Spirit will come on the church and give us power, amen, in the last days. And so there's a showdown on, on a place called Mount Carmel where Elijah is called. There's a drought for about three and a half years, and he's called to face off with uh, the prophets of Baal. And the fire, how many of you know this story? Just save me a little time here. Okay, there it is. And so he calls down fire, the sacrifices are burned, all the prophets of Baal are burned up, and then not to mention the fact that they're, 350 prophets of uh, Asherah and 450 prophets of Baal. How many is that? Quick math. 800. Some of you need to go back to school. (laughs) Praise God. I just take it as God's favorite number times 100. Amen. And so so listen, loved ones. So, and so, uh, so God's man of faith and power has this great uh, experience with God. And he's at the pinnacle of his ministry. He's the prophet. We're talking about Elijah here, okay? And yet King Ahab runs back to Jezebel, his estranged wife, the queen, and says, tells her what happened. All the men are dead, The prophets are dead. Of Baal and Asherah, eight hundred in total. Watch this. He says. She says, "I will kill this man, Elijah." Now, I don't don't mean this in a respectful way, women. (laughs) God's man of faith and power just witnessed all of this demonstration of God's power. And within minutes, he hears one single woman say, I'm going to kill him. And he takes off running for his life. How many of you know? (laughs) Okay, some some of you are starting to come around. You're starting to come alive. Okay, we're starting. The word's starting to permeate. And so it's Elijah, it's uh, 1 Kings 19. But I just want to give you a couple uh, attributes here. Let Let me give you them. Fear. You may be being manipulated by the spirit of Jezebel if you're experiencing fear in your life. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but maybe somebody in this place today. In fact, I already met somebody out in the lobby that told me, man, I've been experiencing such fear this week. I said, you know why? This message is going to help you today. Because how many know God has not given you a spirit of fear, and it is a spirit, but of power, that of love and that of a sound mind? Can I tell you what's happening in the world out there, folks? And I've said this before. We, we Listen, the whole corona or COVID-19, I'm not going to get into that. This is not a political statement, okay? We believe it's real. We believe it. It's highly contagious. We, and yes, there are people who've died. We're not even sure how many. Right? Angelica in the state of Florida alone, 300, is it 300 clinics? Am I saying that right? 300. So here, listen to this. How many know, don't believe everything you're told, okay? Some of us are so, we're experts on the latest news, and we don't know the good news. (laughs) And what your husband said to me last night, and you guys got in town, or the night before last, he said, 300 clinics in Florida, out of all 300, all 300 said 100% of the people we've tested are positive for COVID-19. Really? I wouldn't believe that, would you? (laughs) So, okay, okay, let's not get into that word. But understand, understand, there are spirits at work. Fear, and that's what that is, fear because of manipulation. For what? could be money, it could be politics, it could be all the above, and then something we don't really know about. So the first way, if you're taking notes, is fear that the enemy will inflict, the spirit of Jezebel will inflict upon the children of God. Okay? I dealt with that a little bit last week. So fear. Here's another one. This is a big one here. Rejection. Rejection. Let me just give you a little backdrop. Jezebel, you you read Josephus, the Jewish historian, okay? This is coming from... Very, extremely legitimate sources, okay? This is actual fact, but I'm telling you now. Jezebel was given as a gift to Ahab because her father wanted to manipulate the king. You don't understand how powerful Ahab was. He was a powerful king. Extremely. He'd be like a, like a president today, okay? Let, let me ask you this. Who, okay, who's conquered the most land? Let's just do a little Q&A now. Who's conquered the most land in the Bible, what king? Before you answer, most people will say David, right? Because they'll say David was the most powerful king, only second to the king of kings, and that would be accurate. But who conquered the most land? Was it David? No, it actually was his son Solomon. So who conquered, and I'm talking like a lot of land. We're talking palaces, lakes, rivers, like entire continents, okay? Big military victories. Who, who was second to conquer the most land? Was it David? No, it wasn't. It actually was King Ahab. So Jezebel's father, I'm just trying to set this up now about the rejection piece, manipulated Ahab by giving his daughter Jezebel as a gift. And Jezebel resented her father because she felt like she was being given as a piece of property to the king. Are you with me? And I want to show you how it works in modern day. Rejection is... One of the most powerful, negative human emotions known to mankind. And the spirit of Jezebel comes in there. I know a pastor who was counseling a woman that had six miscarriages. Six of them. They could not conceive. They could conceive, but then the baby would die. And the pastor was counseling her and trying to find out what was going on. Thank God he was a spirit-filled man of God. I just want to say to you, I would not go to a church if they didn't believe in all, in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because that would just mean you just continue to struggle on a perpetual treadmill your whole life because some man of God who you're sitting under his teaching doesn't believe the book. By the way, he'll give an account. In fact, the fires of hell are stoked about eight times hotter for those that teach. So I don't just say that with some flippant thing. This is our life calling. And so he's counseling her and he's trying to find out what is going on. Why would she have six miscarriages? And even the doctors, the medical people are just baffled by this. Okay. And he says, as we're in a counseling session, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. As a man of God would, a spirit-filled man of God. And he says, as, as I'm counseling her, he said, the Holy Spirit says, she has a problem with rejection of her father. And and then, and then listen to this. And then the Lord says to the pastor, all six babies that she lost were males. And so he said, can I ask you a question? How was the relationship with your father? She said, it was terrible. I can't even stand to be around my father. It was abusive. There was rejection. And he said, let me ask you about these miscarriages. Did you know the gender of the baby? She said, yeah, they were all males. And he said, watch the power of your words now. He said, did you ever say that you won't be able to carry a mail?" She said, I said it every single time. That's the spirit of Jezebel, folks. You have to to be in tune with the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God to be able to discern these type of things. It's not surfacey chit-chat now, okay? I'm trying to help you here. People that are under rejection, they live under rejection, they've been rejected many times, listen, many times by their father and they have a strong, controlling mother are living underneath and have born, been born and raised in that a spirit of Jezebel and they don't even know it. Is this okay today? And I don't expect amens. This is, not, this is, this is like meat and potatoes to help you here this morning. Okay, I and mean, it'll get better, but I'll give you the antidote in just a minute. But understand, these are real things. And here's, an, here's, here's another one. Isolation. Isolation. Notice in 1 Kings, and I don't have time to read the whole story, but he runs. We've got Elijah. He's run way into the desert. He lays out under a broom tree, the Bible says. And uh, he's tired, and he's exhausted. Put 1 Kings 4 up there, If you 19 and verse 4. You got it? He tries to get us off by ourselves. The Bible says, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and he came and sat down under a broom tree. Again, he's on run from Jezebel, okay? And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it's enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am, better than, for I am no better than my fathers. This is the man of God. Then he laid to rest and slept under a broom tree. Suddenly the angel touched him and said, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head, was a cake baked on coils, coals. Can I tell you, that was an angel food cake. <laughs> I'm so glad they put that in there. Aren't you? Amen. My angel brings me a cake every once in a while. She just tells me not too much. Okay. And so, and a jar of water. So he ate and drank, and then he laid down again. Let me tell you a, 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 another way the enemy, it's Exhaustion. Isolation, rejection, isolation, exhaustion. Have you ever been exhausted? Have you you ever been so exhausted that even when you go away on vacation, you're just sleeping all the time? I know men of God. Let me tell you, I've come under that at times and not even known it. And wonder why in the world I'm so tired of my wife saying, you better go get blood work. You know, you don't always eat healthy like I do. So guess what? She and she looks amazing. She don't have an ounce of body fat. She's eating green salads and all the stuff you're supposed to eat. Me, I'm eating, you know, like anyway. She she gets her blood work and her cholesterol's high. Guess what? Mine's perfect. Does somebody say thank you, five guys? Okay. But so I'm trying to help you here. Listen, I'm trying to help you. Listen. He's exhausted. It's a spirit could be a spirit. Okay, I know it's general, but, but he, work with me here. Man of God's exhausted. You see, the enemy does not want you in this church. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, Holy Ghost. He would love to take you out and put you in a dead place where their focus is not Jesus' drama. Yeah. I mean, Work with me here. Let me help you here today. This is what I've, I've, the Holy Spirit giving me serious downloads on this thing. These last couple of weeks, I'm like, whoa, stop, Lord. I bring 100 percent and I feel like I can only have time about 25 percent of what my notes say. But he, he's trying to. Exa- and so there's been times we've gone away. My wife had attest test this to a relaxing time and I'm I'm exhausted. And watch this. And then other times I feel amazing. Until I get into the city limits. In other words, our reach of where our ministry is, and I can feel that exhaustion come on me again. Is this making sense to anybody? It's the spirit of Jezebel. And here's here's what you and I both have to do. Stop allowing it, like it says in Revelation 2. Stop. Here's a better word. This is the original. I did some research in the Hebrew this week. This is what allowing means. It means stop tolerating the spirit of Jezebel in your life. Stop tolerating that because your very life is ticking away like the the hands on that clock before you. And you're not living the life that God has intended for you fully. You love God. You're born again. God knows you're on your way to heaven. But you're living with this spirit, this demonic spirit that hell has tried to put on you again and again and again. It'll come through people. It'll come through all types of scenarios. It deals with control. It deals deals with manipulation. And that's why hell wants to isolate you to get you away from the body. They have no problem. Hell has no problem with Sunday morning Christians. But it's people who are the real deal that hell has a bullseye right on their chest. And I know what it's like. Believe me, and I don't regret it. I'm enjoying my life. Believe me. But I've been in that season. I've been in that scenario. My wife says it's not even normal to be exhausted. Is this making sense? Am I helping you here today? It's not the way God intended us to live. And we'll let scenarios play out the table role. Listen, I've had the enemy come to me in my sleep many times. He'll wake me up with some thought. Let me tell you what he said. I think I said this a few weeks ago. I can't, you know, the nice thing about having a, a good forgetter is I can't remember what I said. <laughs> my son said, you said that. I said, I did. My middle son, I was having a conversation with him today for church. <laughs> I can't remember sometimes. But the enemy tries to exhaust us, and he has no problem with us coming to church, singing a few songs, going through the motions, as long as he can continue to manipulate and control areas of our life, primarily through people. Okay? And I'm telling you, men of God know this. When you're going to minister like this, you labor in the Word and in prayer— you bat, I'm not saying always, but I'm saying like these last two weeks, I've battled stuff like no, no like no other folks. Spiritually, physically, financially, all kinds of ways. Amen. Amen. I was so tired just saying my son said, dad, let's go for a ride on the Harley Yeah, How many know my son's a wild man? My oldest son. he God. Amen. And so we went for a long ride. We went way out there. We found this barbecue place. I won't tell you where it is. It was really good. Because I'm afraid if I drive all the way out there, I might see you there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. No, but you know, isolation. Listen, let me say this to you. Isolation, rejection, and rejection, what happens is, here's how the enemy will come to me. I'm just being very candid with you. Is this helping anybody today? The enemy will come to me and he'll bring somebody to my mind and he'll say this. Listen, they're going to walk out on you too. You ever been there? How many know the devil is a liar? (laughs) And why do you think God's blessed this house so much? In the middle of a pandemic or a plandemic or whatever they want to call it. In the middle of all this, we're having our best year we've ever had here. Can somebody say praise the Lord? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) That's my Jesus. Jesus. So rejection, it comes many times pride and arrogance. You'll see people that are insecure. Insecurity is another way. I'm not going to have time to get on all these, but insecure people many times are high control people. Did you get it? Yes. You know, anybody like this? Yes, it's true. Now, don't take the shovel and try to say, I hope so-and-so gets this. This is for you. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that's what we do, don't we? I wish so-and-so was here. I'm going to make them listen to this message. Now you're trying to control them. Hey. <laughs> this is for you, the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror. Let God speak to your heart. Take the scales off your eyes like you did to Paul in Acts 9, okay? Let them fall to the floor so you can see what's happening in your life. Okay? Praise God. I thank God for this church, man. I'm telling you, you guys are incredible. So when you see insecure people, they're high control people many times. And, why, and what they're trying to do is control everybody and everything because of insecurities in their own life, because of rejection in their own life. This is exactly what a spirit of Jezebel does. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so how can a person know that Jezebel's spirit is affecting them? Well, they'll experience uh, things, and this is what we're talking about. Fear. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and that of a sound mind. Isolation, exhaustion. The Bible says about isolation, it's not good for a man to be alone. Amen? Now listen, I like solitude, okay? My middle son, my daughter-in-law, they just sold their house. They've got the twins They've got our oldest granddaughter, Grayson. They're actually with us for a few days. They close on their house this week. They bought a beautiful home. It's up by Ron and Linda. What a, what a great place, man. I mean, I'm just so happy for them. Amen. And so, uh, by the way, if you get jealous of other people, it, you ought to be happy for people. Don't be jealous over people. What in the world is that anyway? I mean, come on, folks. You know, you can't take your life. What is that, huh? Insecurity. insecurity. Look at her. You guys are so easy. It is true. It is. No, it's an insecurity. You know? How I many know? Look at folks. I've been to countries they don't even have shoes on their feet. I told the nine a.m. service. I was in. I was the first time I was in South Africa. was in two thousand four with Dion Hockey. We were in a big old town with five thousand people. My God, the people are happier than we are. You know, they don't have running water. One guy said, "Yeah, I got running water pasture, that real Afrikaans uh, thing. I can't do it. But um, he said, I run down to the creek and I get my water and come back. You know, (laughs) praise God. Yeah. So they don't have these amenities and yet they're happier than we are. Why is that? Because of insecurities many times. And if we're not careful, we get in this mode of trying to keep up with the Joneses. My son said, somebody sent me a beautiful Rolex watch in the mail. And I'm sitting on the front, yeah, I'm telling you the truth. I just found this out yesterday. He goes walking in. I'm sitting in his front room. I'm like, God, I'm so exhausted. I don't even want to go on this bike ride right now. He's like, that's Jezebel. I said, no, it isn't. I'm just tired. Don't over-spiritualize me. Don't try to psychoanalyze me. And he goes, I just got this watch. It's beautiful. And I thought to myself, and then he was telling you guys about it. And I thought to myself, how come nobody gave me a watch? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. All right, there you are. Yeah. Okay, all right. Praise God. My kind of mail is not Rolex watches. It's like PPL and a Pennsylvania American Water and the mortgage payment or whatever, okay? <laughs> Praise God. Is this, are you getting anything out of this today? Is this helping you? Okay, all right. Praise God. I don't want to be too long because I know what it's like. To be a man working a job and, and you're one day off and all this stuff. But this will help you. So, you know, here's another one. I talked about this last week. I just touched on this depression. Depression. Many times depression is coming from the spirit of Jezebel. It comes upon a person. and They get down for a whole bunch of reasons, you know. There's like 12 different kinds of clinical depression. There's seasonal depression. There's all kinds of. Man, I could feel like, do you feel what I'm feeling up here? Enemy hates this, hate, hates this church, hates me. He loved to take me out. I'm telling you, Ed, yesterday I'm riding my, even riding my Harley Davidson. And all of a sudden, you know, we get like, Ed's a biker of bikers. I mean, this man's a champion right here. But, you know, we come to those little intersections out in the country and then we we'll give one of these like, everybody we okay? Yeah, we're good, you know. And it was like, I hit it again, man. We got the Fleetville corners. Everything's going great. I mean, it's it's an HD, what could go wrong? I know it wasn't five minutes past the corners, all of a sudden the check engine light comes on and then my speedometer goes right to zero like that. And I'm like, Jesus, what? I'm slapping that thing, you know? Punching that thing, ah, I don't even know how fast I'm going, you know, right, Jared, you know? And anyway, you know, the enemy's a liar. The devil's a liar. And I thought to myself, how bad he hates us. Hates me. He loved to take me out. Love to snuff out my life. Guess what? That's when you pull out the Second Amendment. (laughs) You need a scripture for that? It's called 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. If God is for me, who can be against me? Come on, somebody. (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah I ain't backing down I'm just getting started here amen, amen? that's called a, a 44 magnum right there John, 1 John 4 and 4 and so don't let the enemy come to you with thoughts of depression or discouragement greater is he. that's why you've got to know the word you've got to be able to call it up you've got to call it up you've got to call it up you've got to call it up Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to call it up. (sighs) Let me tell you another one, man. And I've never entertained this, but I want to tell you another one that many people struggle with as a result of the spirit of Jezebel, and that's the spirit of suicide. (laughs) Oh, I don't have the time to get into this. He himself, verse 4, went a day's journey in the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. Where do I get that from? Elijah. Suicide. Suicidal thoughts tendencies. It comes through discouragement, which goes to depression, that goes to thoughts of suicide. That's never God, it's always the devil. He sat underneath a broom tree, that's where they make brooms out of, and he prayed, listen, that he might die. What in the world? He just saw 800 people get wiped out and said, our God is greater. You know, like the Chris Tomlin song, our God is stronger, God, you're higher than any power. Yeah, than any other. He just saw it, and now he wants to die. He's praying that God will take his life. And you know what I found? When I'm reading scripture, there's a whole bunch of other people that prayed the same prayer. Leaders primarily, people that are used of God. I don't have time to read them to you, but let me just give you a couple of you. Just jot these down. Exodus thirty-two, thirty-two. Moses was one. I pray thee, you would take my life. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 14. I don't have time to read it, but he's cursing everybody. And he even says, a curse be the man that brought the news to my father that I was born a a boy. That's a spirit of suicide. So wait a minute, Pastor Jezebel died in, in, you know, in BC, blah, 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 Old Testament. No, it's mentioned in Revelation 2. 1800 years after her death, I told you last week how she died. Jehu was anointed, and he went and said who it is on the Lord's side, and they took her body and flung it off the pouch. Remember, she was painting her face. I was talking to my dad last night about Jezebel, and he goes, boy, oh, boy, the old-timers used to preach hard on her. (laughs) But they made it all about makeup. I just want to say, for the record, ladies, we're okay with you putting stuff on your face, okay? (laughs) Some of you will get that later. Okay, where was I at? Respectful assembly of God. Okay. Um. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, Help me preach this thing today. <laughs> Praise God. Jonah 4, Jonah 4:3. 4, he prayed that God would take his very life. You know how low you have to be to pray that God would kill you? I've never listen, I've never entertained. Honestly, I'm telling you, I've never entertained suicide. But the thoughts have entered my mind. I'm just being totally real with you. I've had days. I've talked to everybody yet. Talked to my kids. And I've heard the foul spirit of Antichrist come to me and say, today would be a good day. That's the devil. This is what you do. You say, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I know a great man I got, Robert Morris. Oh my gosh, Robert Moore Gateway. Say no more. Don't you love him? I love him. Gifted teacher. He said, You know, when I, before I minister, I, I kneel down. And I do this many times in my office. And I'll say, Jesus, I submit my will to you, Lord. My tongue, everything, it's yours, Lord. Use me today for your glory, Jesus. Any man, listen, those of you who are taking Berean credits, and God bless you guys, listen close. Any man that doesn't realize that without God, you don't even have a ministry, shouldn't even look in the direction of ministry. It's humility. That's what attracts God. It's not pride and arrogance. But he said, I I say that, and he said, I I humble myself. And he said, I heard one time the Lord Lord said to him, rebuke that spirit of Jezebel. And he said, back then as a young preacher, and this is many moons ago, he said, I, I was hesitant. I didn't want to rebuke the spirit of Jezebel. I was going out to minister or something like this, you know. And he said, the reason I didn't want to rebuke the spirit of Jezebel because it was such a powerful demonic spirit. And he said, I literally heard clear, Isabel, the voice of God. No, she is not a powerful spirit. In fact, she's nothing compared to my spirit. <laughs> Can you say praise God? true story. <laughs> and he said, listen, God said to him, you rebuke her in my name, not in your name, because in your name, you can't even rebuke a puny spirit, but you rebuke her in the name above all names. And he said, I went out to minister and I'm telling you, we had a great day that day. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Come on. Give God some praise this morning. Help me out here. today. God. Hallelujah. So I just want to give you this, and I'm going to close here in just a minute. No, we're not. I just like saying that. It made you feel good. <laughs> Actually, I heard my son say that in the early service. Uh, here's a couple ways to deal with this spirit. Let's just do this quick, okay? Number one, get with God and worship Him. Now, I love to worship with you guys corporately out here. You know, we're singing before. For the Lord our God is a righteous King. Sing hallelujah. I love that. But let me tell you, I couldn't do that if I wasn't worshiping him long before I got to this room. Right, you dare? When the devil, when the spirit of the devil came to Jesus in Matthew's gospel, the fourth chapter in the 10th verse, don't turn there, but I think maybe they'll put it on the screen. The Bible says, Jesus said to Satan, be gone, Satan. Be gone, spirit of Jezebel. For it is written, you should worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Can you say amen? Amen. So get with God. Get a life of worship. Don't wait to get to Sunday and say, man, you know, I just can't wait to get to church because we're going to worship God. I can't wait to get there. And, you know, when I worship God, I feel better. Hey, headline news, you can worship God the other six days out of the week. Jesus was by himself in the wilderness for 40 days. And the enemy came in there with all kinds of. T- if you're the Son of God, take these stones and cast them down and, and turn. If you're the Son of God, you know, take them up to the highest place and jump off. Certainly the angels will. Su- Listen, worship God. I love worship. You know, there's worship, there's prayer, and there's the word. And whatever it is that gets you into the anointing and the spirit quicker and faster, do that one first. I have people tell me, I just don't, you know, I don't really read the Bible because I'm not a reader. That's stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you here. You, listen, you can go to, my goodness, go to the dollar store. They got it online. You got an app on your phone called the YouVersion Bible app. If you can't read, hit that little arrow on the bottom. Let them read it to you. Amen. Amen? I do that. Sometimes I'll read because of my ADD. I used to feel bad about it. I used to feel insecure I have ADD. Now I believe it's a spiritual gift. Come on, somebody, help me out here. <laughs> Amen? But I do that, Lynn. I'll read the word and I put that guy's voice on and it helps me stay focused. Now, you might not have a personality like that, and that's fine, but you've got to do what works for you. But you've got listen, you've got to feed on the Word of God and get in worship and prayer. You've got to spend your life in the presence of God. Don't just wait till Sunday morning to get here, because it's like being on a fast all week and then going to a Chinese buffet. You're going to get indigestion. Okay? So worship God. Put the next one on there. I'm almost done here. Whoo! Ooh, David, I told you this before, seek godly counsel. Let's, let's put godly counsel in there. Sorry, I probably sent you the wrong notes. Don't just seek any counsel. Ooh, don't get me started here. Don't just seek counsel because most of it, and I'm a big advocate of counseling, but outside of spirit-filled counselors, it's secular humanism. It's what it is. Trust me, I deal with people on the fallout of that. You know what it looks like? They're, they're three marriages later, and they're like, well, you know, and, and, and I'm working all this time with them, and I'm trying to discern what's happening in their own life, and this is what they come out. Well, the counselor, my first wife, said that, you know, we, my second wife, third wife, whatever it was, you know, I lost count, okay? You know, um, I, they told me that if it doesn't feel right, that I should just be out of it. Let me ask you a question. Did God tell you that? Does his word tell you that? Well, then you should just say, I don't receive that. In fact, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and I'm out of here in Jesus' name. There's more scriptures about seeking godly counsel in your Bible, but you've got to know them to apply them to your life. Amen. Proverbs, wise people hang with wise people. I don't have time to get into all that right now. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Let me tell you something. I know people going through it right now. Not in this church, but I know people right now who I care about, and it breaks my heart. And they've confided in me because that's what they do. And it rips me to shreds because somebody has opened up a door to the spirit of Jezebel in their life. Now it's in their home, and now this, it's over. And I'm telling you, you ask my wife, I get like sick in my heart when I see the scenario that's being played out. How could you not see this? It's the will of hell. God has a will and hell has a will. Steal, kill, destroy. And you can always find somebody that will justify your position. Well, you know, I talked to a friend of mine and she just said she went through it too. and said, it's okay, honey, just, you know, just move on. God will bring another man in your life. Are you kidding me? How much complication do you want? As one man I used to work with used to say, look, if I want aggravation, I'll just go home. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. That was somebody else. Actually, most days I'd rather just stay home, to be honest with you. Am I telling the truth? Praise God. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, help me. Amen. I'm getting that Luther Vandross song going through. Can't get enough of you, baby. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, 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 sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. That's how people should be. 31 years later. By the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And that's Psalm 1, 1 through 6. And then here's another one. Take action. Take action. Take action. Don't just talk about it. Do it. It's the gospel according to Nike. Just do it. Okay. I don't have time to get into all that. Number four, some of you are just getting that. The rest of you get it after dessert today. Um, If you remember these notes and if you're writing them down. Number four. And this is the last second to last. Remove the person from your life quickly. Who Jesus Let me tell you something. If you don't deal with this, the Lord will deal with you. Oh, I wish I had the time, loved ones, to just to tell you preacher stories. I grew up, I'm so blessed of God to grow up around the fivefold ministry. Back in the day, years ago, Brother Mario, we never had hotels and fancy stuff like that, rental cars. They used to stay in our home. Remember those days, man? Missionaries. I grew up around giants of the faith. How'd you like to wake up in the morning and have Huldah Buntain, the queen bee of all missionaries? She built the hospital in Calcutta, India. We support them since 1959. Mother Teresa died in her arms. How'd you like to wake up as a, as a little kid in feedy pajamas, like my grandson's age, and see Huldah Buntain sitting there having coffee in the morning with your parents? I, 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 this, and that anointing rubs off on you. Wise people get with wise people. Other people, I'm telling you, if they're draining you and if they're, they're Jezebel spirit people, you get them delivered, get them freed up or get them out of your life. You show me your friends, I'm going to show you your future every single time. Amen. I'm almost done. Yeah. Last. Yeah. You know, and I, man, I, I just there's I can't even. I say, how do I do that? Okay, here's how. Pastor Jack Hayford. How many of you know who Jack Hayford is? He's a great, great man of God. Foursquare. This is one of his quotes I want to give you right now. He says, you can be gracious with the person, but you can't be gracious with the spirit. That was worth the price of admission. And for some of you, it was free. Be gracious with the person. You know, don't, don't flip out on them and get all kinds of crazy like in Walmart when he's saying, You spirit of Jezebel, Arkasha. Don't get all nutty like that. Okay, please. Will you just be normal people? You're giving us a bad name. You ever meet anybody they're like hyper spiritual? Come on. You have a dirt devil vacuum and somebody gives them, a, I don't want that devil at my house. You know, it's like, wait a second. Would you just be a normal person? Be calm. People are going to think you're like, you know, you're a nutcase. Or something. You know what I'm saying? Have a conversation with them. Work with them. Pray for them. Pray with them. Pray for them. Don't just go at them. You got a spirit of Jezebel. And don't, don't do that, okay? Say, listen, can we talk? These are things are troubling. i my pastor. Blame it on me. I deal with stuff. I got a long list of people who don't like me. It's okay. Maybe they'll take a number. I, I don't know. My job is not to be a politician. I'm not here to make everybody happy. I can't do it. I want you to be happy. If you come to my house, I, I, trust me, my wife and I will do our best to take care of y'all. But you're gonna, sooner or later, if you're looking for something that's wrong, you're going to find it. Coffee's not hot enough. The soup's too cold. I mean, I don't know. But you, you've got to get to a place in your life. I'm closing. In fact, worship team, just come back. You've got to get to a place in your life where you're mature enough in the faith that you can help set others free. And I'm not just talking about salvation now. Salvation is the most important thing. But it's these Brother Ted would call them buffering, buffeting spirit. He's got a great little book called The Buffeting Spirit, right? And how to be delivered from that. Don't you love great men of God like that? They just call things out. Remember Jimmy when he, when he called, the first time Brother Ted was ministering, he said, you in the second row. What's going on with your shoulder? Now, did he ever meet you before? No. didn't even know his name. It's amazing. Came up the front. And he said, let's heal that in Jesus' name. And he just started, right? I'm telling the truth. Started to lift his hands and he had limited motion, you know, sports, injury, whatever, bursitis, something going on in there. And God touched him by his power. Let me tell you, that's where God wants us to get to. Heal the sick, raise the dead, tread on serpents. Don't let them tread on you. Amen. Ooh, Jesus. Here's the last point. I I don't know how else to say it. I don't make good titles, I guess. I I just, I I gotta be me, you know. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. A lot of you got baptized in water today, and man, we applaud you, you know. Yeah. I thank God for you. It's wonderful. I mean it. I, I, we love what we do here. This is not a job to me. This is our entire life. It's the call of God. There's nothing greater. People are like, what do you guys do for fun? I'm like, we serve Jesus. Well, well that sounds kind of narrow-minded. No, actually, it's where God wants us to be it's not that we don't have fun you know I mean we, whatever we'll go to the lake or go to the beach or this year we've been to Africa that's what we love and we were in Israel right and we've been to New Orleans or Orleans, as they say if you're from down there they fry everything that moves Went to... <laughs> God's touching you man, even as we speak he's touching you my friend I can see the glory of God all over you. I see Jesus all over you. I feel it all Amen. Right. Amen. Amen, buddy. Bless you. Bless, you. Bless, you. Bless you. We're gonna make it here, Joe. We're gonna make it. We're gonna get through this. Yeah. Amen. There's not a devil in hell that can thwart the plans that God has for you. And I want you to know that. Amen. There was a guy I met this morning, his name was Sid. He's a Vietnam veteran, seventy-one years old, all the way from Hartford, Pennsylvania. I said, my gosh, that's God's country out there. I think of the Hartford Fair when I think of Hartford. He said, I've been watching this on TV. And he goes, I'm Ukrainian something, something Catholic. He goes, but I go there, there's nobody in the place. And he goes, I truthfully don't even know what they're saying. But he said, some of the things I know they're saying isn't right. I didn't say that. He did. Listen to this. He said, last week was my first week. He was in the 9 a.m. Long hair, white hair, ponytail. He's talking to me about fishing out in the lobby. And he said, listen to this, Jimmy. He said, when I came in here, I, it was undeniable. I felt just what you said, John. I felt the power of God come on me. And he said, your son laid hands on me, and my back is better. I'm walking now again with no pain. Can you say praise God? Come on, somebody. Come on. Jesus. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This works. right My grandson. and I really close this time. I really close. I promise. I promise Lord, I promise. Look at I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when we have more church. You know I tell you with Corona, all that stuff and we there was all these uncertainties, you know what we did we didn't only not shut down. we started having more church. We started streaming everything, right? Whoever wanna be here, be here, whoever they want, and that's fine, we're not shooting anybody, but my grandson, this, last night, my, my wife would tell you this. I almost said my honey would tell you this, but that, that's one of the names that I call her, honey. My grandson, Lincoln, he's big. We have twins living in our house. It's so wonderful. But last night he had a fever, right, hon? A little guy, how old are the, are the twins now? Little over a year. Hayden, his baby sister, same age. She's like half the size of him. He's got like, you all to see the forearms on this guy, right? I mean, he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. His grandpa's favorite team. Praise God. And so he had a fever last night and I didn't know. And he was just kind of laying there, you know, on uh, Mackenzie's lap. And I said, is he all right? I came home. Oh, pop, he's got a little fever. I just said, Jesus, Jesus. And then I said, did you call the doctor or anything? She said, yeah, I called the doctor. He said, wait until tomorrow if he still has a fever, you know, because they don't know if it's teeth or what in the world. So anyway, this morning I got up early and I got all cleaned up and dressed. And I'm like, man, I'm going to work on this message more on breaking the demonic spirit of Jezebel. And I hear him crying up there. And it like my heart just, you know how that goes? Grandparents, how many grandparents in the house? Oh, Jesus, it bothered me. I'm like, is that Lincoln? I literally want to race up those stairs and lay hands on him. But I didn't know if the kids were dressed or what they are. You know, so I waited them to get around and I and finally they came out and I said, is that Lincoln, my grandson? She said, yeah, I said, would you bring him down here? And he just sat him on my lap. and He was like going crazy. You know how they get burning up fever, sweat beads, He's like, ah, 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 ah. just like pain. Just like, you know, a person will be in a car wreck or something like terrible, excruciating pain. And I just put him on my knee. I'm telling you the truth. You can ask my wife, that I just put him on my knee. And I started singing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And he's still crying. And then he started to stop, Sherry. And his face got like, just like no expression. And he started to pull my little beard but it's too short to pull. I mean, I'm a well-groomed man. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and then as I continued to sing this beautiful song you guys are playing, he got a smile on his face, Dwayne. He got a big smile. I'm telling you, he was still burning up with a fever. But as we continued to worship the Lord, his fever went down and it never came back. Can you say praise the Lord? Wow, what a powerful message. Thank you so much for inviting us into your home and we would love to hear from you. You can find us on social media at Peckville Assembly of God and you can let us know how these broadcasts have helped you. We will see you next time. And one more thing, we love you, God loves you and may God's richest blessing be yours.